Hello, everyone. And oh, there are those days that I absolutely love when I wake up in the morning and I know what I'm going to be doing today. And today is one of those days where you all get to be in on this conversation. I have somebody that has truly relaunched through some heart-wrenching situations and came out the other side in probably the most unexpected way. And so when you think about what you're going through today, the takeaways that you're gonna hear and the things that you can garner from these topics and conversations are gonna make you feel like, you know what, you got this. And I know you've got this because I've got Julia Harriet with me. And she is a number one international best-selling author, an inspirational speaker, and a builder who's been working in construction for over six years. But her story, her journey of how she got there is going to be like, you've got to be kidding. She is successfully, she's built her own home for her family. She enjoys supporting others in that whole DIY home improvement projects. She is somebody that has now written this book called Under Construction, Healing Trauma While, Build While Building My Dream. Again, number one bestseller. People resonated with this, but not because of the way you think. You're listening to the Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best selling author, speaker, and transformational coach, widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. So excited to have Julia with me today. Julia, thank you for coming on. And so, like I said, I woke up and I'm like, no way, this is going to be so good. Oh, thank you so much, Hillary. It is such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you and with everyone and just to share my story. You know, the number one thing that gets me up in a moment like this is knowing that, like, if I'm willing to go out and share, I know that if it's just one person that walks away feeling inspired or held or will access help, I'm like, heck yeah, like that gets me going every single day. And so to be on a platform like this with you is, is really fabulous. Thank you for inviting me. Julia, I got to say, it's going to be far more than one because you've got one person right across from me right now that <laughs> is already I'm already inspired and we haven't even started yet. So super excited. And you know, it's always an interesting, you know, it's it's a weaving of a story that comes out of our own personal journeys. And it's how we look at things in life. It's how we say they're either the positive or the negative. And when we first met and in reviewing your life and your book, um, you know, under construction, I was intrigued with the concept of how you took something and under construction very much in that construction world. But today our lives are under construction. Today we have not only the, the construction tool belt that you're talking about, but the tool belt of life and of things that come to us and how we can, how we can use certain tools to move us forward. But before I get into that, I, I know that 2016, was a really, really impactful relaunch year for you. And it wasn't just one relaunch, it was many. 
And I'd like to start there so that people really understand your journey and how you came to be where you are writing an international best-selling book and having this new this new relaunch. Absolutely. When I love the term relaunch, Hillary, it's it's so appropriate and it, it it's fabulous, like in the builder's mindset of being under construction, because you're absolutely right that yes, as a builder of tangible things, um, we can think about that and apply it. But looking at our lives from the moment we landed here in this lifetime, we've always been under construction, you know, and that's the part of learning that is so fabulous. And so, yes, 2016, you know, I know that 2020 for many people would be considered a year of reckoning with COVID and the economic crisis. 2016 happened to be my year. And it was a year when, you know, I use this term that I always like to, you know, kind of preface in the sense that not everyone uses this term called adulting. And so I would say that I was adulting along. I have two fabulous kids at the time, you know, coming up to 2016, I was married. I had a profession, you know, I was, I was adulting in my mind, but as for many of us, we can be trucking along and all of a sudden, you know, something major happens. Maybe it's something internal, maybe it's an external moment, whatever it is for me in 2016, it happened to be kind of, I guess I would call it a triple threat, not in a positive, but in a really challenging trifecta of things that went down for me. And, you know, like I said, I have two children. I went through um, a very amicable divorce, but a divorce nonetheless, that is very hard, especially with kids and doing that. And at the same time, I, I lost my mom um, to a pretty tragic battle with cancer and she was my best friend. I always tell the way I preface that is I talk to my mom every single day. I mean, that's what we just did. Our relationship was, I mean, I don't even have a word for it, but I, I mean, precious is one word and I lost my mom. And you know, that I will say those two things in themselves, it was like, sometimes as you're trucking along, you're not really thinking about what you want in your life. Now, I loved teaching was my profession. Absolutely adore working with families and kids. Did it for a decade. But I always say, kind of coming back to this construction, under construction mindset, I always wanted to build. And somehow in this moment where I, my relationship was, you know, separating, we were separating and, and I didn't have, you know, my, my person that just held me in my life. It was like, well, heck, <laughs> what do I really want to do in this moment? And I wanted to build. And so as I was trucking through 2016, that was my first thought is, you know what? I had a friend who I reference in my story and I, he's a builder. And I said, is there anybody crazy enough to hire a 35 year old woman who can't construct Ikea furniture for a carpentry apprenticeship? And he prefaced one, one man in my community that loved to teach. And so, so I found that man. Okay, but wait, 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 before we go into that part, yeah. I want to back up for a second, because, you know, you've, you've said so many things. And I know that there was also another very, yes. very, let, let's, the, the, the third part of this was, yeah. you also had something horrific happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, to name it, 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 in the midst of kind of the end part of this year, I, um, in my community that I actually grew up in, I was drugged at a local establishment um, and sexually assaulted following that. And yeah, so that's what I meant by the trifecta. Of yeah, I mean, you just, came down. it's like a relaunch, a relaunch, a relaunch. It was like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, divorce, and I loved how you said it was adulting, like you're just kind of going through your life and you're yeah. doing your thing, what you, we all had, you know, the story we were telling about how we were going to have the, the two kids and I had my three kids and it was interesting because I too was divorced. And then my mom uh, in 2017 got terribly sick and when you said you know you had this precious relationship yeah beyond i can't even like describe it yeah. um it was one of those i talked to her five times a day 
call her just to be like, you know, hey, wait a second, Uh, in the recipe, do I need that or do I need that? Um, And it, it, you know, and it kind of built on itself. And that was a couple years ago. And then my dad just passed away, not even um, about six weeks ago. So it's just like, I get it, you know, but when you lose somebody like that, and as you said, you didn't have that person to talk to about, I, I am right there with you. Yeah. And you feel like you don't have, you know, that, that place to go. Now I have been absolutely blessed on two levels that I, um, ended up getting remarried. So I don't know where you stand in your life right now with, but you know what, trust the process. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk more about that. I appreciate I, that. That's- I <laughs> but then I also have a wonderful, uh, mom, mama Inga, who has been my mom since I was four and my dad remarried and I, I got, I got the bonus mom, the bonus of all bonuses. And so, you know, when I think about you going through this and losing your mom and then having this, this in your hometown being drugged, being sexually assaulted, I, 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 I'm thinking to myself, like, it's just, it, it takes you out at the knees. Like it just, it like, really, I mean, I, I, you kind of go through those thoughts of like, I I don't even know. I don't even know like what's next, but you were able, you were able to do something that, and for those that are not seeing us, you're only hearing us. If you could, if you could see Julia, she's this beautiful woman. She's got this, you know, flower in her hair. She's got flower shirt. She's got this, you know, great Norwegian or Swedish or Danish blonde, blonde hair. You would never think that looking at her, that this has been her journey. And that's something I really always say, you don't know, you don't know what anyone else is going through. Amen. Surface level. God, you know, you just, and people will be like, Hey, how are you? And you're like, I'm fine. I'm good. Uh-uh. Secondary right. question. Really? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing what will come from that. But help me understand. Yeah. End of 2016. You've had all this happen. Yeah. How did you how did you manage this? How did you go into 2017? What did you do? Well, that's that's a fabulous question, Hillary. And you know, I'll, I'll jump back for a minute because it was several things that started being put into place. And I will say that, you know, I always call myself a dreamer and a silly heart. And that is true because though those might sound like insignificant qualities for me, they're my like powerhouse qualities, you know, with curiosity on top, but literally having, are we twins? Were we separated (laughs) at, were we separated at birth? (laughs) Please. <laughs> I, think we, I think we might have been because I'm like, I've been called a dreamer and I've been called, you know, kind of way yeah. out there with my like, you know, my silly heart as well. So I love that. I love that. Yes. And so this dream of building that I referenced as I was going through chaos, the one thing I knew is to not let go of my dream. And I knew that because I had had, you know, years of practice with dreaming as my superpower. And so when I found a contractor who would hire me to just learn how to build, a series of wild events happened as they do. And you know, one of my favorite pieces here about how did I do this, I have this insatiable desire to believe in good. And yes, the power of yes, like not how am I gonna do this? Let me figure out what I really truly desire and really feel it deeply and just keep saying yes and keep asking questions and keep connecting and when i started working in construction i fell in love with it i was passionate so great can i tell you something you just want to get right to the construction and i'm not letting you go there yet (laughs) i am like pulling the reins i don't know what it's called in construction but i'm like you know i'm giving the hook and i'm pulling you back because because i know that there is so much goodness in what I'm going to get out of you. I know this. And 
you don't just go from 2016 ending of the trifecta of this like oh my god to hey i'm going to start doing construction i just found a person that can mentor me you had this this always this desire this interest in construction and can you help us understand like okay education you've been doing that you've been really good at it you now are single mom single mom you now are dealing with the you know the the sadness that you know the despair of losing your mom you now are dealing with the personal um you know ptsd that you know of of having this sexual assault and what caused you to say hey i am not going back to teaching I am now going to, I'm going to go after this crazy dreamer idea of, yeah, I'm interested in construction. Yeah. Well, fortunately, it all was in the same year. So what is crazy is that it all was happening simultaneously. You know, as I was building, you know, I went through the first two pieces and then I got the opportunity to build my house and I was already constructing my house when the assault happened. So that's how it worked. It was like rebuilding myself ah. as I'm literally going deeper into building. So it, you were already starting down that path. What, yeah. what was the impetus that said, I want to get out of, because I know so many people out there. I just heard somebody say that 70% of people on LinkedIn have only been in this job that they're in right now for the last 12 months. There's never been such a, you know, it's the great resignation. I call it the great, you know, realization. Finally, you're realizing, which is what you did. You realize that, you know what? No, not doing the education, although it is interesting how you now are is going back to that with educating women like you're doing right now with, you know, our, our listeners. But I want to ask you, it's that that moment where you're like, and, and even as you said, before the assault, you were already taking those steps. And we're about to take a break. I want to ask you to think about this. And when we come back, what was it that gave you that confidence, that nudge to say, you know what, Julia? It's time to make this happen. So when we come back, we are going to hear that. Look forward to having everyone on the second part of this show. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. All right, everyone, we're back with Julia Anderson. And before we left, we were getting into the discussion around, you know, maybe you are not really in a place right now that you're loving your job, you're loving what you're doing. You know, you've been thinking about like, mm, maybe stepping into something completely different and then trying to figure out how to do that. Well, Julia was telling us that that is exactly what she did after a year, 2016, where she calls it the trifecta, where she got divorced, she lost her mom, and she was sexually assaulted. And during this time, it was already starting. She was already starting to have a relaunch in her life around this career. And I want to know exactly like what was it how did you finally say i am i'm not going to be in education now i'm going to go for my dream because help me understand how old were you when you did it 35 okay 35 everyone and now she is doing exactly what as she said she was a dreamer exactly what she was looking to do but julia help me understand you have a, a good paying job, 
you have stability and you have you have really that you know instability going on in your life and you decide like it's time what were your decisions how what 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 went through you to get you to that point where you're like i'm doing this yeah that's a great question you know really hillary for me it was that as as my mom was losing her battle with cancer um, my relationship with kids in education is really sacred to me. And I was split. I was everywhere at once. So I knew I had to stop doing that because I couldn't work with kids to the degree that I wanted to. So there was a cold stop, even though, yes, I mean, I had a career, but I was also managing so much. And one of the things that I felt, because I have many, many male friends mostly who are builders, is that they've always looked so happy when they got home. Like they just build, you know, stuff happens and there's problem solving, but they come home and they're lighthearted. They crack a beer and I'm like, that looks nice. And, <laughs> and they make good money, you know? And so I was like, I did see some potential. So I didn't, you know, totally take a wild card, you know, and and do that. I saw that there was an infrastructure that could hold me. But the, the, the number one thing that when I was thinking about this to share is that I come from a background of being a complete perfectionist. So I'm the academic, the A student, the I'm not going to let you know when I'm struggling person um, until I'm over the struggle. And then maybe I'll tell you about it. That was my whole life really up to this point. And when I got hired by uh, Don Roberts, who is a dear, dear, I mean, basically family at this point, but by a contractor in my local community, I realized I was a hot mess. Like I had, was so afraid mm -hmm. to let him know that my, I was going through a divorce that my mom hadn't passed away when I actually got hired in construction, but she was on her last month of life. And there was a day, Hillary, where I was with Don, you know, here's all these construction guys. Obviously it's a male dominated industry. And I look at Don, we're in his truck going to a job site. And I'm like, I need to be honest that my life is falling apart right now. And it was being vulnerable. It was like, that was the most powerful tool in the toolbox was when I did that with him, he looked at me and he's like, holy smokes, this is what's on your shoulders as you, you know? And I was like, yeah. and. The whole crew, um, you know, that's what I ended up doing with all the people in, that I ended up working in construction. I realized I can't hide. I can't hide what is happening to me. In fact, I really need help and I need support right now. And the constructor, I mean, called them my builder buddies. We, I mean, we became BFFs because here we are building things together that require collaboration, you know, I mean, teamwork, team building, but it's also that it was the choice to be vulnerable and to, and I think in any industry that's can be very terrifying. And it also can be the thing that breaks you through to it being the best move of your whole life. And that was, I have this vision of you right now, this petite little blonde with these, you know, construction workers and you're, and you're sharing, you're openly telling them and their faces like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but I'm going to do my best. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. so, I, I, you know what, and that, that's what makes your journey so unique because this is not, you know, you're like the unicorn of that industry, right? Yeah, but pretty much. <laughs> did you grow up and were you like compelled to grab hammers and to make things oh, no. and you, no, you're, you're waving your hand like, no, that was not it. No, I have, I always say I have no aptitude for building. I really don't. Um, it's not instinctual. I'm an artist. I'm a visual artist. I love painting and sculpting. That, yes, um, I call it organic art. Now, there is an organic component to building, obviously, but geometry, um, if I'm being completely honest, I cheated in high school. Um, I don't, I don't, I have had to learn geometry through constructing and by asking really silly questions in the sense of being an adult asking the questions. But um, yeah, it was all, it's all been hands-on learning and having, you know, Don be a mentor and loving that mentorship. Hey, but I would be remiss asking you these questions if I didn't do this. Usually we go back and, you know, somebody's like, I really need a change. Um, that great, great gal that I actually put into the book, Leanna Kotcher, I said, 
you know, what do you really want to be doing? She was a high powered attorney and she's like, I just want to write. I've wanted to write since I was young. I love it, you know, but it, writing wasn't going to pay the bills. Writing wasn't something my family wanted me to do. Writing wasn't going to, you know, support me in the future. All right. You're telling me that you didn't actually even think about construction. No, I, that's why I wanted it so badly, I think, because I was the underdog. I feel like that because it was so hard for me. And I remember a moment trying to build a picnic table with my dad and him looking at me like, sorry, kid, this just ain't your thing. <laughs> and yet I was like, this is my thing. And, you know, um, I, I guess that's one of the pieces is that, you know, I definitely don't give up. And that's the part where even when there were some doors that seemed shut, it was like, you know what, someone can teach me. And maybe it's my background in teaching where I've worked with students that people have said are unteachable. I was like, I have never believed that. You know, but I don't. There must have been a spark. There was a spark in some way that, I mean, you could have been, you could have gone down the path of, you know, any different road right <laughs> instead absolutely instruction and i'm just i'm still trying to wrap my brain around this that you decided that the first step was building your own house well the first step was finding an apprenticeship because i knew i right. needed to just learn basic skills and that's what i did so we were working on remodels and that's the piece that is so amazing is that in losing my mom um, my parents actually lived down in Oregon. I'm up in Washington state um, on an island. And after we lost my mom, my dad, who I'm also very close with, um, you know, was basically like, either I'm going to go join the Peace Corps or I want to move close to you and the kids. And I was like, come to me, please. Maybe the Peace Corps later, but right now, come be with me. And and he did. And his background is in architecture. So he's a was a facilities manager of hospitals, but he began in um, construction and architecture. And we literally, you know, we're having, sharing a, a glass of wine uh, before, you know, like I was already building with Don and the crew, but before we even had this dream of building my own house, other than in my heart. And my dad looks at me and he's like, what if we do it together? What if I design the house? And what if you and, and the crew build it? And I looked at him and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the way. And I felt my mom right there, like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you guys do this together. So I feel a little bit like, because if you had said that this conversation with your dad happened and then you decided to get a mentor and you started, that would that would be a normal progression. I get that because then it's like, oh, I wanted to do something with my dad. But the fact that you had already gone out and found a mentor on something that you really had never passionately been involved in. Now, I have to say, I have, and I've already mentioned, um, you know, my my mom Inga, and we watched together, and she absolutely is like one of the biggest fans. And we literally, you know, the um, love it or list it, any of those home building shows. I cannot believe how many women now are watching those. So you're like, you were ahead of your time because I shared with her, I was gonna interview and you're like, she, she said, that's so cool. Like, oh my God, I wanna hear it. Make sure, cause she can't listen right now, but make sure I get the link and all that. Yeah. So, so now you are, you know, you're, you're trying to overcome this 2016 year, you're pounding nails in, you're, using all these tools that you're just starting to learn about and you're having the, these times where you're having these conversations with these awesome builder buddies as you call them definitely and so and so tell us at this point was there ever a moment that wait a second what am i really doing or were you like once you started to do that you realize that you're in your G zone, that great zone, that, you know, yeah. that, that growth zone. You're like, yeah, I've, I've, I've landed where I should. I mean, to be honest, it wasn't that I didn't come up against the self work that I needed to continue doing to be in my right lane, but I felt like I was in my right lane as crazy as it seems as off as it would appear on a certain level. I was like, look at the synchronicities happening. Look at what everything is just flowing to make this possible because really in my heart, especially in going through a divorce, my dream um, was to have 
a stable, beautiful home for my children to grow up in. And that's what I envisioned. I was like, that's what I want to provide. And to be a part of that, to be, I mean, when I go through my house, when friends come over for dinner, you know, I can walk them through the different, it's like, not just like, Hey, this is my art on the wall. It's like, I built this deck and this is what was hard or like, Oh, I remember when we had that troubled tiling in the bathroom, you know, it's like, it's a funny narrative, but every single component of my home was built with people that I love and they all contributed to it. And I mean, that to me is like, what gets me going? What makes me know that I'm doing what's right? It's that, you know, and I have this product now, you know, because literally to just reference as the year went through and, and once I was assaulted, we had just laid the foundation. So we have a concrete foundation and that's all we had. And the week after I was assaulted, I remember going to the job site because I was living elsewhere, obviously. And it felt like, you know, the crew was there. It was pouring. It was November. Um, we were all sad. Everyone knew what had happened. Um, but it was like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to build. We're going to build everything back. You know, it was like, uh, that's how I felt. I was like, you know, give me that <laughs> screw gun. I wish you could you see know, right now. I just got massive chills, you know, that they were all there. It really there. felt like that. It was, you know, no less in, for, in my world that it was the raising of the flag, you know, in World War II, where it's like, nope, this ain't over yet. And I remember we were in the pouring rain and we were, you know, basically lifting the first wall together and it felt exactly like that. And I, I think we were all crying, to be honest, because once we put that wall into place, that meant we had a house started, you know, and that was, I mean, I'm going to, I could cry right now. I'm already tearing up. <laughs> I can feel yeah. how it felt to hold, you know, the two by sixes in my hand as we're pushing and it's hard. And, you know, and there we were setting it into place. And, and that began, it was like, I can't quit, you know, both this is my dream and I'm not going to let my kids down and my dad down. And, and it's like, I'm going to do this. And it, it helped me immensely because that was healing in itself. I will say building was an awesome form of healing. You know, some people get into kickboxing, some people, you know, do different athletic sports. That's awesome. I, I feel that because the physicality of owning myself and my body and my strength was very important through building. So I knew I was like, I'm not giving this up. You know, what's so interesting is that in the relaunch, we actually use a lot of metaphors around, you know, that foundation, how yep. important the foundation is. And that, you know, if you don't have solid foundation, and I grew up in LA, so earthquakes were all the time, right? Ah. We knew. And then what would, what would the, you know, LA, you know, they'd go on the freeway and instead of really like fixing things, they just throw in like the gravel and put a little cement on it and, hey, right. we're good. We're good for a little while longer. Yeah. And then another earthquake and it would open up even bigger. Yeah. And I feel like for so many of us, we do that, right? We just cover things up and we're like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Right. We're going to just keep going. Whereas if you don't deal with those cracks, if you don't deal with the rebar, if you don't, you know, put the things in deep, then you're never going to be on solid ground. And so I love that you've taken that, you're living that life, and you now are in a position to share that with people to allow for you to go out there and really deliver that message that, you know, you can build from above. You know, I often ask uh, people, I've uh, been doing this with also a podcast, the relaunch podcast for, for years now, and, you know, probably over 150 interviews I've done. And I often ask, you know, if you could go back and change that 2016 year, would you? Would you go back and change? No, I wouldn't wish, obviously, trauma on myself or anyone. <laughs> but I will say it's that ability to transmute pain into power. So I asked for help. I did not do this. I always say no one builds alone. I mean, unless you're that guy in Alaska that builds the cabin alone and that's cool. But I mean, really, whether we're talking about ourselves or in our lives, literally a house, you don't build alone. And, and I asked for so much support and I didn't know how to do that. 
before this moment in my life, but that's what I gained. I mean, through these, you know, significant traumatic events, what I realized is, oh, I deserve so much support and I'm going to take this support and I'm going to transmute my pain into my incredible power and I'm going to thrive. I'm not just going to survive this. I'm going to thrive from this and be able to give back to others who need to be held, who might be alone and not have builder buddies. I mean, that's why I wrote my book, you know, was because- Well, you took the silver linings. That's what you did. You took what your relaunches were and you have created and found the silver linings where now- you wrote the book. It came out, you said, in 2020. Is that right? Um, it just came out just last year. So 2021. Oh, 2021. Yep. 2021. Yeah. And when we come back, we're about to go off to break again. Gosh darn these breaks, right? <laughs> um, I would really love to talk about what was it that just made you want to write the book? that and then also the the things that you put in the book the lessons that we can share so that again when people feel like they've got the trifecta or even more right i yeah. mean there are so many things going on with global relaunches business relaunches personal relaunches that they have that they have tools in their tool belt that they can use Absolutely. so when we come back we will dive into that and so much more. There are other areas we haven't even discussed yet. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey everyone, I'm here with Julia Anderson and we are now going to go under construction. And we are going to talk about the book that Julia wrote that came out last year. And so, again, so many similar paths that we have taken. I just got my book out a couple months ago, uh, The Relaunch Spark Your Heart to Ignite Your Life. And I wrote it during COVID. I didn't have the luxury to do the eat, pray, love when my mom died and go out and find myself and or do the wild and go out and hike and find myself. Because of COVID, we were locked in a room, locked in an apartment, locked in, you know, a place. How was the experience after losing your mom and then having the the divorce, the sexual assault, the loss of your mom? How did that impact your decision to write a book? Yeah, I mean, that's a fabulous question because as you know very intimately, um, I, I say that it's no less the third birth in my life as I have two children. And I'm like, doing this book was a third birthing experience for me. And I'm <laughs> gonna say was, amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was probably the birthing of myself, but yes, it's also this, this tangible book, which is, is a lovely piece as well. Um, one of the pieces, Hillary, I, I've always loved to write. So that's something that has been a passion of mine. And it, was very hard because after going through 2016, I, and I, I now know because I have sought a lot of therapy and support that it's very common when you go through trauma to, you know, your body, your brain and your heart, you can't create because you're just surviving. First, you're just like, okay, I've got to survive. And, and that's what you're doing. And I lost my ability to write. I mean, I say it that way because it literally was like that. I, in the past, I could, you know, have a cup of coffee and like write what felt like some pretty amazing poems. And I would pick up a pen and be like, oh, it hurt. It was just not available for years. And so the thing that I did was I became an advocate in my community through a nonprofit that deals with um, domestic and sexual violence. Um, and that, that's what I was able to do. That was my creative outlet. But it was very interesting because 
I had so much support there and I started public speaking, which it's like, you know, you just kind of, you take these baby steps and it's like, I mean, or that feel, sometimes they feel like giant leaps, but sometimes they're just small steps every day. Like, okay, I'm going to push myself to send this email or I'm going to just try one more thing. But it truly was with my book that it was December of 2020. And I did one of those 30 day book writing challenges on Instagram. I was just like, wait, maybe I just need a little fire under my seat to try this at this point. And I, you know, I gave myself, if I just wrote drawings, doodles, like if I showed up for 30 days, something would happen. And that's how I got started. I got traction and I just wrote a bunch of short stories from my experience of 2016 and a little bit before and after. And that's what did it. So I had 30 days of short stories. And from there I knew, oh my gosh, okay, how do you do this? You know? And so I sought support from an absolutely fabulous team at Davis Creative, major plug, because they helped me with having a writing coach and all of the support for doing self-publishing. But it truly was once I got the momentum, uh, once I committed and I did light a little fire, I was like, oh, the story's here. I have my words back. I have my ability to connect myself with this expression of myself. And it was thrilling. I mean, it was like I had never written before in my life, even though I had for all of my life. So, well, and I have to say it is very cathartic. And I did not have that little spark of, oh my God, I love to write. It was like, I'd sit there and I'm like, I am a, a nine plus plus extrovert. So me sitting in front of this, you know, screen, finally someone said, do an otter, just record your voice. And I started to do that, but then I had like 50 hours of content. I'm like, ah, so I, I, I feel very like you are a lucky woman that you are a writer. Cause I, I struggled with it and I got really great support too that was able to take all my words and put it together and that is a big plus but now let's talk about something that you're creating this and it is again very interesting how you've got the tools that are figurative and the tools that are literal right yeah um when and and when did you do you have like what's your favorite tool what is the absolute favorite tool of julia Look, I actually, I brought my literal favorite tool. Oh my God, it's, it's electric. What is that, like a drill gun? So this is a compact drill and driver. So it both drills holes and it also fastens. And this is, you know, I always tell women because it's intimidating, right? I mean, if you've never used, you know, a drill, it can feel like, gosh, like I might do some real damage with this. But I know so many women, especially, and some men, who, you know, hammer nails into the wall when they're hanging stuff up. And I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> Just don't, you will regret doing that when you can have a simple tool like this. And this one is a DeWalt, which I, you know, they should hire me because this is a great mid-grade, you know, company that makes tools that will last, especially if you're kind of a weekend warrior. Okay, you but need this, to be an affiliate partner for them. We need to discuss this. We have to like move you into that. But as she's <laughs> holding up her DeWalt drill, by the way, this is what she's doing if you're only listening. <laughs> yes. So here's here's the thing. Are you one of those? Do you watch those shows? Do you watch the home improvement shows? Does that like now is it exciting you or you know I'm not like I'm doing the real thing? Well, you know, I I'm funny, like I don't watch a lot of shows. I am a doer, like I love doing until I have to put myself to sleep. And of course, working in construction now for almost seven years, I'm doing it a lot during the day and learning a lot. Um, Dawn is an incredible teacher and the whole crew have shown me so many skills, but it's, I mean, I very much appreciate the world of it and there's so much to learn, you know, in so many different ways to approach any project. And I, I get excited about that. Like the creative end of it is like thrilling to me. When I see what people do to spaces, I'm like, ah, that is awesome. It is, I think those shows are incredible because you yeah. sit there on the before and after, especially the one that, you know, I said, love it or list it. It's yeah. one of those where, you know, they have it and and somebody come, this woman, Hillary is by, by the way, her name, she comes in and decides, you know, oh, let's fix this up so you can decide, do you want to keep the house or list it and go out and buy another one? And so they have the real estate agent. And I mean, I love it because then I look at it, I'm like, oh, but it's so good. And then you see what they're going 
get. And yeah. I love all of that. But what's really funny is that I love watching it. I do find it very fascinating, but I'm that person that I, you know, I, I don't want to do any of that. I, the, um, you know, like the stud, I think that's like a, a finding it. I, I'm the person who actually put something up and then it ripped off the wall because there wasn't a stud behind it. I didn't realize that. So then I learned like, you should be using this. What's it called? It's called like a stud, a stud finder, a stud, which is so funny, right? <laughs> a stud finder. I know it's kind of a cool term too. Such a, such a good <laughs> but anyway, so I laugh because it's just, I can watch it, but I don't have that desire to do it, but you actually did. So in your book, the lessons that you really are sharing, can you share some of those with us? Well, the biggest piece, um, so if you read my book, there's references to building, of course, but the true references are my toolbox. Yes, I've got my, my drill and I've got my tools, but it's the tools that really helped me go from where I was as a 35-year-old entering 2016 to who I am now as a 42-year-old woman, you know, really living um, in my authentic best life. And, you know, as somewhat simple as this sounds, because people reference it a lot, especially in the self-help community and self-building community, you know, meditation has been the biggest tool in my toolbox that I used to totally poo-poo meditation. I'm going to own that. I was like, I don't have time to meditate. Like I want to go running. I want to move. And meditation has completely transformed, especially I'm an anxious person, um, which probably is coupled with this need to move all the time. And I have a meditation practice that I perform both in the morning and in the evening. And I no longer have anxiety. I mean, literally, I was a person with panic attacks, um, especially, you know, coming up to, to 2016, it was debilitating. Um, one of the can things you share, I learned, can you, can you share a little bit about what is that meditation practice that you do? Absolutely. So it's twofold. One piece is coming back to breath. So I learned that breath work is absolutely essential as a part of meditation because meditation, like I thought meditation was have no thoughts. So I'd sit right and try to have no thoughts. And it was like, okay, this is impossible. I'm done. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go running. And really what I realized is that in order to be an incredible builder of your life, as well as to be safe at a job site, that center of focus. So I find my breath, you know, I do a simple two in count um, and then I do a six out breath and I do that. Sometimes I only have a minute, literally, like I'll have a minute or I'd be in the middle of my day, like before coming here right now. It's so centering. So I call that a form of meditation. I mean, my I like to do guided meditation. So I have like some of my favorite people that I listen to that bring me into my body and help me, you know, really focus on different energy zones. Um, but the breath work is, is essentially all that we're doing when we meditate. It's coming back to breath. So when we wander off about our grocery list, it's like, no, come back to breath, babe. Like come back and really enjoy that your body's breathing. And if you just start there throughout your day, you know, take like two times a day where you're really breathing and loving it. You're like, oh my God, look what I'm doing. And you focus on it. You know, like that's to me, like if you start there in your toolbox, it will, you will desire more. You will find yourself like, okay, what would it be like if I did five minutes? Isn't that, that, that happened to me. I was one of those that I'm like, it was so crazy noisy in my head. I don't want to be here. Yes. <laughs> this is like, this is the, the last place. I want to be out there. I want to be doing things. Yes. And then when I started to do it and I started to just take it one minute, then I did, you know, next week, two, three minutes. And then exactly. I ended up with five minutes. And I'm like, I actually want more. And there were times I literally had my husband E say, uh, We'd wake up in the morning and be like, I'm just going to do a little meditation before I, you know, get out of bed. And yeah. then he would, and then he would come back up and be like, you're here for 30 minutes. Are you going to come down and have coffee and tea with me? And what are you doing? <laughs> so I appreciate that. Well, I want to yeah. ask you, Julia, we know that we can get the book under construction. I assume it's available everywhere, but where can we connect with you, learn more about what you're doing and, and hear more about the beautiful Julia? Oh, I love that. Well, the best spot, the landing page is really my, my website. And it's simply Julia Harriet, 
H-A-R-R-I-E-T.com. So juliaharriet.com. And it's fun because you mentioned, you know, enjoying the um, kind of reality home building, you know, programs and shows. Um, I did launch a YouTube channel that you can find on my website that will show you if you want to learn how to use this. Um, so oh, can- I am absolutely going to go see this. What are your What are your top five tools that you always recommend? Like if I'm starting out, I'm like, I just need tools. Yeah. Well, they're really simple tools. You know, I stud finder. And then, you know, I really love. We all drill. need one of those in our life. Yes. So stud finder drill, a level is super important because we're always hanging things and we don't want them to be like, you know, off-centered and cockeyed. So I'd say those are the top three that just immediately come to mind. And, you know, them from there, it is important, like having a hammer. It's awesome. There are times to nail, <laughs> just not if you want to hang a picture. So a solid hammer that feels good in your hand, not a framing hammer, just like a nice finish hammer. Um, and well, I mean, a screwdriver, to be honest, because you don't even need a screw gun because you can use your drill to do both. But a screwdriver is nice for the, the finish work. So, so where, so you, so you're, you have this YouTube show. I do. And I have my top 10 favorite tools on there. It's my very first episode. So if you go all the way back, you can see my top 10. Oh my God. I love that. And then how else can we engage with you? Is there other ways on your website? Do you, what do else do we have? Media. So, you, I mean, literally the website's nice because you can bounce everywhere to find me. I'm on Facebook, you know, Julia Harriet is my, my pen name. So if you kind of, if you Google that with under construction, you're going to find me all over the place. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so much fun and I really, I, I loved when we first met and I had the opportunity to say, okay, seriously, like you've gone through all these massive relaunches and you now work in construction. You're this, you know, badass dame. You're like, dang, I love this. And you also are making such a difference in so many people's lives by what you're doing in terms of others that have been sexually assaulted and helping them. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I have to say next week, I have Sarah Lascano and she's the founder of Ray Zen Energy. And here's the thing. If right now you in your body are feeling some form of discomfort, then we have the solution for you. She's gonna help you understand how your health is directly related to your energy and we're gonna go there. So everyone, thank you for being here as always. This is the relaunch live and it's about living now, loving now and relaunching now. So thank you again, Julia, what a pleasure. So much fun. Please, everyone, go to YouTube, check her out, go to her website, and most importantly, pick up Under Construction. We'll see you next week. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review. And share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.